Another concern of mine, though, with the synthetic is up here in Chicago is it actually got frozen with ice and water, thawing and melting. So I got a real concern with that where I'm going to have to pull it out when the weather gets nicer. Take a real good hard look at it. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Oh, so many interviews. We've been doing so many interviews. Thanks to Chris over at sevenslats.com. Uh, go over there and check out sevenslats.com. Has nothing to do with interviews. Uh, Chris does. He's rounding up lots of people for us to uh, to talk to. And uh, we have, uh, I think we have enough interviews that will take us for a weekly interview uh, played on uh, or included in our Monday episodes uh, all the way through June, through the end of June, I believe. Don't, don't, uh, don't bet, do any bets or any waging around that, but I think it's right. So, uh, a big thank you, and uh, you guys have lots of great interviews to look forward to. And uh, if if I haven't already mentioned, we did get Matt at uh, Matt's uh, uh, recovery. Uh, what is it? Matt's towing recovery Zoom room. What's it? What's it called? Uh-huh. Matt's That's towing recovery. Matt's off road. Matt's off road recovery. You guys need to be on the right on the numbers. Get ready for this. Anyway, we we, the script. we spoke we spoke with Matt and had a a great time talking to him and uh, got some uh, inside information. I did ask him about uh, overheating in the XJ, and you will be surprised to hear his answer. I think I wasn't, but he he, he uh, I, I I think you will be. So if you're new to the roundtable or even perhaps new to the Jeep Talk Show, well, welcome. The roundtable uh, is listeners like you that connect with us on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. You don't have to be invited. You just need a Zoom meeting link and a password. Everyone is invited because everyone has an opinion or something to share. To get the meeting uh, invite uh, information, subscribe to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. And what is it? We tell you guys, don't use Yahoo if you, if you want to get the newsletter because Yahoo limits the amount of uh, same emails that go out, apparently. So we now join the Zoom meeting, which is already in progress. Please keep in mind that what you're about to hear is completely unrehearsed. The opinions may be strong or sometimes wrong and may or may not reflect the opinion of the Jeep Talk Show. All right, guys. So I'll remind you again. Don't don't embarrass yourself by not doing this. You need to uh, the first time that you speak tonight. Make sure you say your name and your location. And for John, it'd be general location, uh, <laughs> witness protection program, and all. So which do you have one? Do you want one? And what have you used it for? Uh, Steve O outside of Chicago here. Uh, definitely have one i have a uh smitty built with the synthet- synthetic line that i know is going to cause some problems but <laughs> i've used it at least i've de- had to deploy it four times already while doing off-roading because there's been a lot of mud up here and i was needing a little help so self-recovery is what you used it for yeah yeah very much so self-recovery yeah, so this is larry in uh in uh, st louis so we i run a smitty built as well and uh we've all used my that winch of mine we were out of the the jeep event there in texas we pulled a gla- try to pull the gladiator up one of the hills and it is synthetic and a synthetic shackle and everything else so this is john central texas i uh i also run the smitty built synthetic noticing a pattern there so um <laughs> i have a i've actually used mine self-recovery uh not so much from mud but to keep me from uh kind of falling off a ledge i was in a kind of a bad spot with a pretty steep drop on rocks out on the west trail and hidden falls and so i used it to kind of keep me from falling in not so much to pull me out but to keep me from getting into a worse position than i was in so but i like it it's been pretty good so far was it a good choice for you to do that did you almost uh, fall in did you feel it where it was making a difference oh yes like i felt like every time i moved the front end was sliding further and over and the section that it was is at the edge of that rock is like a three and a half to four foot drop down into the creek bed. So you would have kind of easily flopped over on the side if you didn't have it. And uh Be crying? It was just really slick. So luckily I had a through the winch just on the front to keep it over as I kind of backed down and kind of let it out at the same time, keep my front end from sliding off. So 
They work pretty well. It's also got the Bluetooth wireless controller, so you can operate it from from inside. That was that was kind of nice. So it was a lot a lot like your uh, your trip down uh, Black Bear uh, Pass. <laughs> What's that? Just, yeah, you were just so that very close to that three or four foot uh, drop. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit bigger drop, but I think the adrenaline <laughs> is about the same, right? So, well, although, any damage on the Jeep is uh, gets the adrenaline going. Exactly. It was Jeep damage, not death, like this, the adrenaline and Black Bear. Like, you won't care about the Jeep and Black Bear because, you know, you'll be dead. Oh, you, you either survive it. You only have a 50% chance of uh, dying on uh, Black Bear Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Hey, Got a winch? This is Randy. I do not have a winch. But I will be purchasing one very soon. Um, got stuck a couple weeks ago in some mud. A five-minute winch job would have saved me with no problem. But instead, I ended up breaking an axle and should have spent the money on a winch. So uh, that's my very next purchase. Does that cut into your winch buying budget, having replaced the axle? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but except I got my wife on board now because she was stuck out there with me, so <laughs> she's approved the uh, adjusted all, budget. All part of the plan. Synthetic or cable? Uh, I've only used synthetic. I have a couple ATVs side-by-sides that I've always had synthetic on, so uh, I just am familiar with those. Um, that's okay. what I'm looking at. What, what brand are you looking at? Are you looking at a, any specific winch model? Uh, well, I was thinking about a Warren, but now they're pretty expensive. Uh, so I'm not oh, really yeah. sure. I've been looking at Spitty Bill. I'm even thinking about some off brand. All the other ones that I've got on my, uh, ATVs are just Harbor Freight type brands. So, and I've never had any problems with them, but I, you know, getting higher in the, uh, pounds for pulling so i'm thinking about you know trying to get at least a better known brand warren's nice i mean yeah this is andrew from west texas and i run a a warren xeon with a proudly run steel cable not that from synthetic stuff (laughs) (laughs) love my warren though highly recommend hey guys so part of that's good Guys, this is uh, Bill from Central Texas. So I do have a Warren winch. And so I could say last year we had that big snowstorm in Texas. Um, I used the crap out of it, um, just pulling all the, the dead bushes out of my yeah. front yard that, that <laughs> broke. And uh, it, I mean, it worked like a champ. It, it, it was great. It's a great tool. Cable. It's a great tool Static. for pulling that. <laughs> yeah, this, this is Tom in Arizona. I've got three rigs. Two of them, are, they're all three Smitty belts winches and two of them are synthetic one of them steel um i use uh, the two wheeling rigs i use them pretty heavy um the wife jk i went i stayed with steel only for the fact that it's going to sit there most of the time and look pretty i doubt it'll get used very often so i didn't want the synthetic to deteriorate and turn into powder but the other two if you ever have to work in mud and water you'll be happy that the synthetic floats and doesn't sink Alrighty. Anybody else uh, got a winch? Gonna get a, gonna get a winch? Uh, have you? What have you used it for? Hey, this is, go ahead. This is Bob in uh, Colorado. <clears throat> we actually have uh, three. We have a uh, Harbor Freight that we used one during one storm, and now it doesn't work right. So we're gonna take <laughs> that off and replace it with something else. We have a Rugged Ridge uh, branded winch for the wife's that's not in her bumper yet. And then I run a Rough Country 12,000-pound winch on my TJ because overkill is great. And they're all synthetic lines. That is 10 to 2. 10 to 2. Against Andrew. You can add one more synthetic one on there. I have a synthetic one on my my uh, Razor side-by-side, so... <laughs> have, well, you, have, you used it for, have you used it for uh, doing anything but pulling bushes on the razor as well or you just you probably don't have the the, the weight I, to a, I went there i went to east texas with the redneck buddy of mine and he got his hev stuck really bad and it worked out perfect pulling his ass out of that so yep <laughs> this is pat from central iowa so don't have a winch yet 
Uh, it's on certainly on the list of things to get uh, with a new Gladiator. I'm not sure when that budget's going to clear for any of those things, but uh, just targeting. Uh, and I, sorry, but it's probably going to be a synthetic based on the limited amount of wheeling that I'm able to do. I just don't. I just think that that'd be the best, most appropriate thing at the time. Well, I think Tom made a, a really good point. He got a uh, a steel uh, winch uh, for his uh, for his wife because he didn't want him to have to mess with the synthetic line, keeping it uh, out of the sun and uh, disintegrating. Um, and that's kind of my problem with uh, with the synthetic synthetic stuff. So uh, the uh, as far as I know, I haven't heard anywhere else. Please let me know if you guys have heard of this. But commercial uh, tow truck drivers, uh, pretty much, as far as I know, they're still using steel because it's it's very forgiving. There's not a lot of stuff you have to do to it. Uh, it can kill you when it snaps, but, um, you know, I don't know. It just seems like to be the good old thing that's been around for years. So we'll, we'll talk more about the synthetic here in a, in a minute. So. Uh, I was. Uh, I think the the only thing I've used uh, my winch for, and I've I've had two. One is a a super winch, uh, ninety five hundred pound super winch, and a uh, the same one Andrew has for the uh, the the Warren. I've got a Warren on the Gladiator, uh, but anyway, the the super winch is really the only one I've used, and it was uh, to pull out. Uh, Two people that were stuck, and, and the way it went was, hang on, hang on, let me do it. I got a new winch. It wasn't anything I needed to do. It's just I wanted to play with it and uh, pull out a, a dead, uh, I think it was a rose bush that my wife had me uh, have pull out with it. Well, actually, she said, I want to get this out. I said, hang on, hang on, let me, uh, I got a new winch. Let me do this. So very much like what Bill did, and it worked great. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I was asking this is because it seems like a, a winch is a great tool to have but uh, not one that you probably will use. So I'm really, I'm really glad to hear that several of you uh, have actually used your winch. And uh, I'd say John probably had the uh, the best juice that I heard tonight was keeping him from uh, possibly flopping over or flopping down a, a three or four foot drop because uh, he kind of got in a bad situation. And, and unless you're wheeling with a buddy and they've got something, a toe strap or a winch, uh, you pretty much have to have a winch to be able to to accommodate the your own safety. Another concern of mine, though, with the synthetic is up here in Chicago, is it actually got frozen with ice and water, thawing and melting. So I got a real concern with that, where I'm going to have to pull it out when the weather gets nicer. Take a real good hard look at it. Don't don't you need pretty pretty much need a cover uh, to keep the uh, the UV radiation and the, what you just said the water from freezing on the uh, the line. I got to cover. The problem was I have the Rubicon steel bumper where the winch sits deep inside of it, and the control head on the winch is actually sitting up against the grill, so I can't slip the cover on over it. So I got to figure try to get one and modify it, cut it to go around that. So that's my project for the spring. Gotcha. Well, you can always cut the grill. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> a little less blue on that Jeep. <laughs> so, anybody done a, uh, a life and death recovery or maybe a rollover recovery with a, with a winch, which I think is a, a uh, two very good uh, uses of a winch and, and great, uh, great to have one in an emergency situation? I saw one. We had a guy out at the Texas event. That's true. And we did a, a tuple recovery. It was Lacey with a Smitty built synthetic and then Jimmy with a Smitty built synthetic. Um, both pulled, uh, pulled him right on over. So, uh, the, you guys with the Smitty built, so you're happy, <clears throat> excuse me, you're happy with them. You don't, uh, think you need a, a, a better brand name winch. No, but, I've got no complaints with mine. I would like so a- we do. <laughs> We we did that uh, re- the recovery we, we did on that gladiator there at Hidden Falls, and we couldn't pull him up the hill. He was actually was actually pulling me down the hill more than anything. Was that the diesel? And yes, sir. Yeah, heavy. And we we had that hooked up to a snatch block, just trying to pull him sideways for a little while before we tried to pull him back up the hill. And it did it did what it was supposed to. We just couldn't get him up and over or something. Do you guys yeah. get the feeling it's a little slow? Because I've heard that as well as like if you want, if you don't want to be pissing people off on the trail behind you, get something that uh, runs a little faster than the uh, the cheap winches. I've got the second and third gen to 
this depending on which one I'm talking about it, but I got a 10,000 on my grant and I got 12,000 on the JK and they're second and third gens and they're actually pretty quick. And I've used, we had to rescue one guy up off the side of a mountain who's about to roll him and his wife were up there and the next terror shouldn't have been there. And uh, we had to use two winches to get him back up on the trail and get him off. Took about, I don't know, two hours or so. And then uh, I've done multiple winching, even people upside down, flipping them over <clears throat> or dragging them out upside down, then flipping them over. So all of them have worked just perfectly fine. But to, to clarify, you leave the gladiators. You don't help them, right? <laughs> Old joke, oh, man. Old joke. Uh, that, that goes back <laughs> on some of the past episodes where uh, we had somebody call in and say they, they were threatened by uh, Wrangler drivers to get off the trail in Arizona. So Tom's in uh, Arizona, so we always make fun of him about that. Catching you guys up for uh, those of you that aren't up on all the past episodes, which you should be, and let that be a lesson to you. Throw that pot. I don't think I've ever had any issues with my cement belt either. It's it's pulled just fine. It does it does great. I think it, some of it though comes down to maybe just really good marketing. But you know, like you said, the winch is not something you use all the time. So kind of you, you want to have trust it. You want to have that faith and kind of and you know, may, for better or worse, Warren has that reputation. So, I mean, I got the Smitty belt be- built because it was in the budget for me to get. It was free because of some work things. But um, if I could get any one of them, though, and budget wasn't the issue, it'd definitely be the Warren. You know, thing. So I have a question, really, to Andrew. And, and I mean, I'm... I clearly said that I don't have a winch now, and he clearly is in the steel, the cable uh, camp. What What is it there that makes you most comfortable and so uh, polarized against the other? And I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately asking because I don't know. I just have more experience with steel cables. In my opinion, it's more reliable. Than worrying about a synthetic line that you have to take care of, and I mean, granted, a steel line you have to take care of to an extent, but I don't know. I just have more experience with a steel line. I like it. I've I have three or four winches that are all steel cable and never have let me down anytime you go to use them. So, question, Andrew: Does the steel rust at all? Nope. Not in West Texas, it doesn't. Well, well, you got to remember where I'm at. No, so so I so I have another winch. I have a, I have a tractor supply. 12,000 pound winch that sits on the back of my flatbed F-350. It's been in every type of element. That cable looks as new as the day I bought it. No rust at all on that. I've never even taken, I've never oiled that that cable. Never done anything to it and it looks brand new. Fair so enough. I'm just curious because we up here we get all that salt that uh, they like I think, to use. Yeah, if you have salt and stuff, yeah, it's going to destroy it pretty badly, but being Texas, you're not going to have that issue too often. Yeah. Well, and I'm Central Iowa, right? So it's just like the salt belt when you think about uh, the the state and what they do. And so, it and that's that's why I'm asking because I, the last thing I want to do is try and fit something into my budget and then put the wrong thing in there. And so I, I appreciate everybody's opinion on that. So thank you. I appreciate your time on that. Well, you're probably going to no save problem. money on buying a steel cable winch over a synthetic because synthetic costs more. And the cool thing about it is, is that if you decide you want to go to synthetic in the future, uh, you can buy the synthetic line, take the cable off. I don't, know, I don't know where you'd put the cable uh, after you're done with it, but uh, <laughs> you can you can replace the cable with uh, synthetic. And you yeah. guys uh, correct me if if you know. Um, as far as getting salt on a steel uh, cable winch, the solution there would be to rinse it off really good. Well, sometimes it, it's driving around in the winter up here, you don't have time to get it rinsed off quick enough. It's just day after day and just gets caked in there. Somehow, I, somehow I don't think that you, uh, somehow I don't think having salt on the, the cable for a week would really cause a problem. Maybe wrong. I, I don't know. I've seen plenty of rust, rusted fair leads. That I can tell you, I've seen plenty of those on the Jeeps it, here. You know, in, in here in Central Iowa, uh, it's a it's a steady stream, and it's not all salt anymore because there's a there's a compound that they 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 liquefy and then they put on the interstate. We're right on my 
our family, we're, we live right on Interstate 35, north, north, south, through the center of the state. And, and we all run down that to work. And uh, but it's I mean, if, if you go out right after the trucks have run legitimately, your car looks like a sugar cookie. It is just the spray is just everywhere. And it is yep. just and, and this weekend, my wife asked me, what what the hell are you doing? And I had uh, one of my yard sprinklers out and I had it underneath my truck and I was just moving it around, just running the sprinkler underneath, just rinsing all the crap off from underneath because it just it was white i have a white i have a classically cool white jeep not some bullshit red shit and i was rinsing all the salt off of it <laughs> well, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry i don't even know where that came from the synthetic his his synthetic froze up in the snow and the ice so if you want to make an argument one way or the other, if you're in a lot of cold snow where it freezes, you're never going to pull a chunk, a synthetic out of a chunk of ice. You'd be no, better off be with issue. a cable. You can pull the cable. You know, I've had it freeze up once here in Arizona, but we don't get that kind of weather very often. But it did freeze up. There was no way I could use the winch until it thawed out. No, so that's a good call. You're in the cold. Plus, well, question of- the cable weighs more than the synthetic. And if you've got a sensitive front end, you got all that weight sitting down. You may have to space it to level it back off. Well, the, the question about the winches. Exactly. So, Tony, you recently interviewed Matt with uh, Matt's off-road, uh, and he always runs that uh, Badlands Harbor Freight winch. He he's always using it. So it's got to be some kind of something there. The reason why he's using it and not having many, or at least he's not showing issues. But that's what he's running off the front of that motor bear. And the he other certainly acts like he doesn't ever want to use it. Well, it's actually in the interview, uh, but he, uh, he he says it's quick. Uh, the quick way to get people unstuck for most of the things is using the, uh, uh, I want to say Bubba Rope, but it wasn't a brand that he sure. mentioned. The elastic rope. The elastic the rope. rope. It's the, the Yankum ropes. Yeah. Yankum. Yeah. So uh, he likes using that because uh, the question I asked him was about, uh, is because he's they're in the process of getting the uh, the banana uh, rebuilt. Uh, it's, it's just been recently been repainted. They're wiring it up. Got a, a steel cage on the inside of it. And I said, "Is it time to put a winch on that thing yet?" <laughs> Instead of one you you pull out of the back and stick on the front. So uh, he says they're definitely going with a winch uh, or have gone with a winch. And uh, but he he says it's just real simple to pull out that. Uh, uh, kinetic rope and uh, hook it up and, and yank people out. It's just a lot quicker. It's even a lot quicker than uh, doing it with a winch. But they're definitely going to have the winch on there. One sure. thing I'll add, though, uh, Tony, earlier you said about pulling the steel cable off and adding synthetic if you want later. They, I believe they use different fair leads. Like you have to use a Haas style fair lead for synthetic instead of a roller. Yes. Correct. <clears throat> a roller they, will have to swap that out, too. They do. And the other thing you got to watch for is if the drum of your winch is scored by the cable. Right, because that'll eat into the... the yep. Yep. So. This is Chris from Kentucky. I actually bought my winch based on the kind of clutch it had. I bought mine with the uh, conical clutch. Do tell. What was the research behind that? I mean, I'm not familiar with the different clutch styles. They said the uh, conical clutch is, uh, creates more friction than the actual like uh, pads that they use because it's like a cone inside of a cone. So when they force against each other, they have more of a resistance than the other uh, type. So which winch did you go with? I actually bought the uh, 1200 Rough Country. Hmm. Synthetic? Yeah, it's the synthetic. I live in Kentucky, so we deal with a lot of mud and stuff. So, salt also. So, I, I didn't want to get the steel because of the maintenance during the winter. So, I did a quick look up uh, to see what the difference in uh, weight is. So, a 100-foot, uh, 3-8-inch uh, line uh, is, uh, there's about a 20-pound weight difference between the steel and the synthetic. Uh, steel being 24.3, synthetic being 3.4 pounds. Well, that's half of a moto-built steel fender. 
<laughs> it's not it's not a lot of weight so when you guys are thinking about i'm saving weight so uh, you know it doesn't bog down my my front end 20 pounds isn't a lot although it is kind of out there on the nose and uh, the the leverage uh, uh standpoint it might be uh you know you never know it might be the straw that breaks the camel's back so to speak but it's not a you know it's you're not saving 100 pounds or anything yeah, just hang a 40 off the tailgate and be fine yeah <laughs> there you go okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I, actually, that's surprising, Tony. I I expected you to, to say it was a much higher difference. I've always thought and heard that steel was really heavy, and so if you ran that steel winch, you would have a significant weight. I didn't realize it was only twenty pound. Well, it is substantial. I mean, uh, twenty four point three as opposed to three point four. I mean, we're not even talking. We're talking way more than half the weight. I mean, it, the it, it's this is like eighty eighty five percent weighs 85 percent more than the uh, synthetic so it, it is a lot but you got to keep in mind that it's not there's not a lot there to start with so um and, and this is only one lookup it, it, it could be different than this depending on the winch and the, the size of the cable etc cetera, etc cetera. that's just one google quick google search i did while we're here on the show sounds like half a mile to the gallon for me <laughs> well <laughs> you is something to consider with your dyneema line is I can go to a much smaller diameter line and get the, get a strong line. I can save even more weight um, by going to a, th- a thinner diameter line and still have one that's going to pull everything that that winch will be rated for. I can add a lot more distance to my winch, which also adds more spools uh, or more that I can pull out and use with a snatch block. But that's uh, that's getting into another good point, though, Bob, and that's the variations in synthetic line. Because not all synthetic line is is the same, right? Yeah. You can run different variations. I don't know if that's the same in steel or not, but I know in synthetic they've got. I mean, if, if you're willing to shell out the bucks, right, and keep going up, they've got some pretty interesting polymers there. There for for various. Oh, well, even the Dyneema, they've refined it again and again and again, and slight tweaks to the formula, like you're saying. But their guys getting down to line that's going to be that at rest is the diameter of my pinky finger that you could lift your car with and if you look at it you guys were talking about uv damage tony was i keep my winch covered i've got a cover on it it's on there all the time unless i'm running the winch out or take it off to make sure it's cleaned after a run or something but the outer layer of your Dyneema line, just consider it sacrificial. You're going to sacrifice a certain amount to abrasion and to UV damage. And the ropes are UV coated uh, with a UV protectant. And you can apply that protectant again. Um, You can run your entire line out and run that UV, a new UV protectant coat through it or on it and dry it and spool it back up. Um, There's an advantage to the steel coming from the farm world i didn't have to be as careful with steel when i was dragging it out if i drug out steel cable didn't matter if i was going over the rock pile didn't matter if i was going through the barbed wire fence or something i could hook onto whatever i wanted and away i go and with the synthetic i got to be mindful of that but as somebody said earlier i could throw a synthetic line across the pond and if it's if I don't make it all the way, it floats. I can maybe pull it with a stick or something. It doesn't sink into the mud and the muck of the slimy sloughs and stuff the way that a steel line does. Yeah, it really sounds a lot like, uh, uh, I, I want to say convenience, but putting it a better way, laziness. If you're not a uh, not into maintenance and uh, covering and uh, maybe a, a nice heat lamp uh, to thaw out your uh, synthetic line, uh, steel might be better off for you. But, of course, there is a danger uh, in steel line because uh, steel has been known to snap. So you do have, hey. to, have to do something in addition when you're using uh, steel cable. You need to put a, a dampener on it. So if it does uh, snap, that uh, it causes the, the cable to kind of lay down instead of uh, coming back and uh, slapping you like, uh, well, I, I won't make the Icantina turn mm-hmm. reference. So this I use is the a, heat gun. <laughs> there you go. Nip. So this is a uh, this is this kind of uh, feeds right into this. Uh, I have no doubt that as time and science marches forward, many of the items we use for recovery today that are hard metal will be replaced with synthetics. 
what do you think about synthetic over steel for recovery? Now, we've already started talking about this, but uh, don't just think uh, winch cable or winch synthetic line. What about the other synthetics that are available for uh, recovery gear? Well, you got the synthetic uh, soft shackles, right? And um, and um, snatch blocks. I've seen some, some pretty awesome stuff. And, you know, when you look at weight savings, in your recovery bag and kind of what you're packing away and kind of what those soft shackles can do. It's pretty awesome. But as we've seen from videos that we've seen on YouTube countless times, you've got to do it right. Like you've got to, there, there's certain, there's certain pieces yeah. that you use yeah. and you can't mix and match. You got to be careful because you can, uh, you can actually cause, cause weakness in it. But <clears throat> I like the idea. That being said, I still run the worn Epic D-rings and Matchbox and everything else that are all steel for mine. I don't really run soft shackles yet. Um, so I'm, I'm not, a, not so solidly in the camp there. It might be because I've already bought it. I just don't want to buy it again. Yeah, even though I use a synthetic line, um, you know, winch, I've got a regular steel uh, snatch block and, D- and D-rings um, that I use as well because... I'm not, I just haven't got the trust in the soft shackle yet. I haven't seen them in action, I guess, so I'm just a little weary of them. Is there anything you have to do special when using uh, synthetic with uh, the standard recovery, the metal ones, like the snatch blocks and the other things, or do they, do they work okay with those things? I've never used synthetic, they so I don't do, know. They do not. I actually posted a video in the Discord today. A guy called Ohio Off-Road, he posts a lot of videos. He did a real good job. He was using a it was a wind rock. They were trying to write a Jeep that was pretty much on its side. He was using a soft shackle on the, with a tree saver and the snatch block. And the snatch block, due to all the tension, actually cut the shaft, the, the uh, soft shackle. The snatch, the snatch block whizzed back right past the head of the operator that was operating the winch, which was a good distance away. And it tell you what, it was one of those moments where you got to change your underwear. Yeah. And he was... He sh- he showed the aftermath, and he did a real good job of admitting this is what he did wrong. Was he didn't use the proper snatch block? He was using a traditional steel snatch block that grinded against that soft shackle up and down as it was pulling, and cut the soft shackle. Yeah. So when we used the the snatch, we used traditional snatch block. We actually hooked the snatch block up with the D ring, and then D ring into the soft shackle to the tree saver. Uh, I would like to get one of those new Factor Fifty Five. That, that little ring, that way it gets rid of that traditional uh, snatch block. I actually have a uh, D-ring with a uh, polymer snatch block uh, ring inside of it. So it's a metal D-ring, but it has a polymer uh, sleeve that goes inside of it that you could just wind your line through. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, Factor 55, uh, really, really good company. They make some really nice recovery gear, uh, and they are at Factor55.com, Factor55.com. And I'm just looking that up to see if they have a, a specific name on that. Uh, uh, I think what you're talking about is that the, basically it just looks like a, a pulley. Donut. Yeah, a donut. Yeah, it's a pulley with a donut. little plastic teeth, but is it, which, is a, which is a Warren company now. I was about to say, aren't they owned by Warren now? <laughs> they were worn by Warren. Oh, it, and that's a, I know, just a quick question. What does everybody use on the end of their winches? Do you guys deal with the regular steel hooks, or do you switch to those flat, um, links. flat links? Yeah, flat links. So well, I, have, I, have, uh, I have a Factor 55 on one winch, on the super winch that's on my wife's Jeep, and then uh, I have the, uh, I want to I say it's the Sidewinder. I think that's right, uh, the, the Warren Sidewinder. And they're both uh, closed, uh, part of the closed winching system. So it's not a hook. It doesn't have an opening to it. You take a pin out and then you put it through a D-ring or, or whatever the, it'll fit through. And uh, so now it's a, a closed winching system, which I know, uh, I know, I remember from the F- Factor 55 interview we did some time ago, that that, that was a big deal for them. They, they wanted everything to be a closed winching system. So once it was together, it stayed together. So I've actually heard the, so I run a hook. Just because that's what came with the Smitty Built Winch, not yeah, same, whatever. But um, Ian Johnson, not Ian Johnson, Fred Davis. If you ever watch the Dirt Every Day, folks, and the everything else with uh, I think it was Ultimate Adventure, um, they actually do not recommend the the closed system. They actually recommend the the hook for uh, on the winch. And it was 
There were several reasons behind it. I think they're not as important anymore because almost everybody has a D ring or something like that. But you know, I, I think early on a lot of folks didn't have that. They just had maybe an open section or whatever you can just grab a hook onto. Um, it gives you a lot more options to to connect on the end if you don't have something that's part of that closed loop system. Like if you don't have a D ring or you don't have something like that. I guess I'm asking because I got this mini built. The hooks on there, you can't take it off without cutting it off. Yeah, I cut it off. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah, I know the I, other one. I ones, had to cut mine off. It's a pen. You yeah. can change them easily. Oh, you poor bastards! I didn't have to do that with yeah. my steel winch. <laughs> steel winch is a it's a manufacturer. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but I mean, I don't know if that I don't know how much that holds water, right? For the the reasons behind what Fred was given, but it was an interesting video where he was talking about kind of. Uh, kind of how they go on ultimate adventure at least that's what they always recommended everybody have and probably until warren sponsored them and bought factor 55 and they no longer recommend that <laughs> so larry the uh, the pulley you were talking about uh from factor 55 that's the rope retention pulley and is that do you use that just like you would a snatch block am i right on that yes yes so your your soft shackle goes through the center of that donut if you will and your rope wraps around the outside and the one thing that's nice about mm -hmm. That ring, which I have to assume is probably a patented feature, is it's got those little plastic teeth that, re that retains the the soft the, the synthetic line as it goes through there. Ah, uh, okay. Gives it something to grip way, onto. Well, yeah, that way too. When you back off tension, it doesn't fall out. That's one of the big features about that. Gotcha. Does anybody use the rope that has the uh, soft shackle built in? I've not seen it. That's on the very end of it, right? Um, yeah, it's got it the was, big nut on the, the big uh, knot on the end that you just put it over. Uh, I think the guy, who runs Jeep Jeep Jeep, the guy who runs Bleepin' Jeep started making those. Yeah, I believe it's his rope, yeah. Yep. Where it's got <laughs> it all built in. I'll have to check that out. So, one thing I like about synthetic products especially the line and stuff is if you have the fid and you've learned how to do it you can splice and repair your synthetic lines and stuff in the field yeah yeah that's a great feature even temporarily well and you it until you do it the first time it does look like oh man that'd be so hard to do but once you've done it it is so easy to splice and repair a line um, if you have the fit in your tool bag or your recovery bag. Just repeat after me. Knit one, purl two. That works. <laughs> Take your word on that one. <laughs> well, uh, I've got all the metal stuff right now, so I think I'll be uh, doing that for, for a while. You know, like, like I said, as time marches on and science uh, increases – a lot of these things that I don't like about the uh, the synthetic lines is going to go away. Love the the amount of increased strength that you can get out of it, uh, but uh, and, and they'll they'll come out with something that is so much better than steel. It's just like internal combustion. Eventually, something will be, come out that's uh, so much better than internal combustion. Uh, we'll be making fun of those backwards people that uh, still uh, won't let go of uh, the past. The guys that are running steel, do you seem to have problems with like? Um, okay. spurs or yeah. you know wires that are sticking out as it gets older because I know you know like using it in farm work for things you know you got to have heavy duty gloves to handle it if, especially if you're like pulling it out things like that do you find you have that problem? Uh, you will you will find that little spur if you're letting the cable slide in your hand uh, I don't always get my gloves when I'm messing with the steel cable but what I don't do is I don't slide my hand down the cable. I just grab it, uh, pull, like if I'm feeding the line back into the uh, the spool, I'll grab the, the, the line and then uh, hold it to, you know tight. And as it gets close, I will uh, stop the winch and then grab it a, a new spot. But sliding your hand is usually what will get you. But I always recommend using something to protect your hands because the steel cable will get you. It's not, it's not anything horrible. But it, it hurts like hell, and I guess it potentially could lead to an infection and uh, damage from that that uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, I guess I was thinking more like when you're re-spooling your 
your winch if yeah. you, you know had to take out a lot of line yeah that's what i do i just grab it and don't look, slide my hand down the the cable i hold it in one spot and let it uh, and spool it in uh then let go and spool it in you know further okay so there's ways around it but yeah definitely a nice uh, set of lever le- leather gloves is it isn't any any frayed or any uh spur if, if that's the word isn't that a weakness in that cable i mean Again, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, strands in that cable, and uh, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but one outside uh, cable that uh, has a uh, a break and a sticking up is is not no comparison to the overall strength of the cable. I mean, if you've got a bunch of them, then yeah, of course it's going to be start uh, start to be worrisome. But we're not talking about uh, 10, 20, 30 uh, strands, and the guy the, the cable must be made up of a hundred strands. No, no I, I I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I have no. If I was going to go out and buy a cable, I mean a a winch today, I would have no issue getting a uh, a, a steel cable winch. I, I to me, it's just not time. It's like I have an electric vehicle. It's just not time yet. the The technology is not uh, not there now. It's a lot further along than the 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 electric technology for vehicles because uh, the the winch, the synthetic winch line, is amazing. All this stuff is just amazing. I just don't. For me personally, I'm. It's just not there yet. I think when it comes to like a steel line, everybody looks at it like it's, it's a lot stronger. Like you're more dependent on it. I think the the synthetic is a lot stronger, uh, but it doesn't require the the steel cable and the the steel shackles and all the rest of the stuff don't require as much uh, special handling and maintenance. But one, the, que- one question I would have is on the recovery bag that you have. Um, Tony, I wonder how much that weighs. We talked about the difference in weight on the front of the Jeep. But would you add in, you know, the steel shackles, steel um, snatch block, you know, multiple steel D-rings, all that kind of stuff? I uh, wonder what that ends up, you know, overall with your, your recovery bag. Well, maybe in June when we're out at uh, Hidden Falls, we can do a quick video. Uh, and uh, somebody that has all the, uh, the soft shackle stuff, John, I don't know if you do. Uh, but uh, we could uh, we could weigh all that stuff uh, and uh, and see what the difference is. Um, but uh, I mean, the, the big scheme of things, you you take a multi ton vehicle and you lighten it up a hundred pounds. Well, we're not talking about a lot. Uh, I think I, even the the uh, mile per gallon uh, videos that were happening a lot around two thousand eight and stuff. Uh, they uh, they they trimmed all this stuff off of a, a, a pickup truck. And uh, there wasn't that big of a difference in uh, miles per gallon. So, uh, actually, I know a guy that uh, was so uh, into uh, uh, drag racing, uh, legitimate drag racing, not just on the streets, that uh, I think he lost 200 pounds, and so it would be uh, his his vehicle would be that much lighter going down the strip. <laughs> he may have uh, he may have seen a, an eighth of a second or something in that, which is which is huge in drag racing. Oh, so when so, you're when you're overlanding, though, I mean, every little bit of weight. Right. Counts. I know when I first went out there, I, I lost probably, you know, inch and a half of, of height, you know, just with all the extra weight in the vehicle. So, I mean, I looked for every opportunity to kind of downsize and, and reduce the weight and probably ended up pulling 200 pounds. And so the recovery kit going from that giant, you know, snatch block, you know, to, you know, the retention pulley and, and some of the other lighter pieces, every little piece of weight, you know, mattered and i noticed it just in how how my vehicle sat you know how it sits today fully loaded versus when i first started and had kind of everything in there including tents and all these other crazy things so i was just looking for every opportunity to pull weight out of there right and and that's a that's a good point uh i mean if you're adding a lot of stuff but if you're just uh, daily driving and uh weekend wheeling and not not overlanding and actually one of the first questions i ask uh, people uh, that i've interviewed for overlanding is uh what do you uh, what do you wish or what did you learn you didn't have to take with you that you were you know packing in, uh, initially because it always seems i do anyway i overpack for every uh every possibility so let's switch over to our, our final question for the evening uh with the release of the ford bronco it begs the question would you wheel something besides a jeep not necessarily a ford bronco but anything besides a jeep and have you wheeled something else now i know bill has because he's got a uh <laughs> etv right there <laughs> I, I i would be one of the things i've always liked is the uh the old land cruisers the old solid axle land cruisers 
So if I was if I was going to build like an overlanding rig, not a I don't really look at the Jeep. My at least how I'm building it as an overlanding kind of setup. Um, but if I was going to build a true kind of overlanding rig, I've always liked those old Land Cruisers, especially if I could find a solid axle diesel one. Um, that would that would probably be one rig I would I would like to to have. But no, wheel eighty-two Toyota pickup. But John, that, that wasn't one. Hurt? That wasn't one that you've wheeled before, correct? I've been in someone else's wheeling, and that's kind of where I got the got the where I liked it. And it was, I mean, it was really, I guess you could say, solidly built. Like, I mean, it was it, it had a lot of rattles. It didn't have. It was just like everything was kind of kind of worked pretty well. It was pretty Spartan on the inside. Didn't have a lot of features or anything either, but. <laughs> Um, theirs was, I think it was a mid-80s, FJ something or other, but it was the big, big SUV-looking Land Cruiser with a solid front axle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was a pretty nice one. I, I didn't get to drive it myself, though. No. Yeah. No, I only ask, uh, uh, not to point out because you didn't follow the question, but uh, to see if how it handled, if you if you liked how it handled better than the Jeep. And you guys, uh, feel free to throw that in if you've you've actually wheeled something that's not a, a Jeep. Hey, it's Saltman DFW. Uh, I've wheeled a Subaru before, and I've also wheeled a uh, Bradley fighting vehicle and a Striker. <laughs> Thanks, man. We appreciate you. Is that really wheeling, or is that just like running over shit? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> or through. <laughs> well, my CEO's on, so uh, and I'm out. So uh, we were just running over stuff. It was kind of like a free day, and we had to take it out. So we just said. Uh, screw it and took it out and had some fun with it to see what it could actually do. Kind of really so, wheeling or trekking? That kind of sounds like a wheeling trip. <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> it sounds like a overlanding. Sounds like a front moving deal to me. Well, if you take a sandwich with you, it's overlanding. <laughs> there you go. We got MRE like that. It's only overlanding. You have a scottle. Yeah, scottle. I was about to say, scottle is what makes it overlanding. Hell's a yep. scottle. An overpriced disc blade. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a black it's a black gong. <laughs> From the gong shop. Oh god. <laughs> Larry, now that's surprising taking the left the right the left turn right there. That's what it is. Well, and to get the inside baseball, we gotta listen to previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would love to wheel like an old defender. Never have, but I love to wheel an older Defender to see what they're like, and uh, I would love to wheel an older FJ as well. I like so to do, do a scout with those international harvesters. On the oh, Defender, absolutely. On the Defender, Larry, would you prefer to wheel like a right-hand drive one or, or get like an American left-hand drive one? Yeah, let's go all out. Let's go right-hand. That's right, man. Do it the way the British do it. I always thought that was interesting, kind of. Just changing up all your because I mean if you run a trail fifty times in a Jeep on a left hand drive, getting it into right it's gonna change everything, right? Your sight lines, your kinda how you approach an obstacle, everything. You'd be stopping at every uh, every tree stump to put uh, mail in the mailbox. <laughs> well, at least you'd be knocking off the other mirror this time. That's right. <laughs> versus the versus the passenger side. This is Loon Lane so, from so, Ohio. I uh I've Wheeled, well, trail road a 80s Bronco when I was like 20 years old. So, uh, you know, I was still a teenager or whatever and just tore that thing up and then uh, moved to a CJ. And I like the CJ much better than the Bronco. Now, it doesn't compare to the newer Broncos, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, those those full-size Broncos were really, really cool, but... I would think not the uh, the greatest, no, most nimble thing on the uh, a tight trail. No, when I went to the scrapyard, it only had second, and fourth gear, and one windshield. That was a one window. <laughs> I just tore that thing up. Was that a low was speed? A uh, was that a low speed trail ride <laughs> you did? No. <laughs> no. Big white Bronco. <laughs> it was a through LA. Dark brown. And did you need gloves to drive it? <laughs> I couldn't find any that fit. And a knife. Is that too? <laughs> is that too soon? I don't. Uh, that might be too soon. I would love to wheel a uh, Bob to Deuce and a half. 
yeah. six by six deuce and a half where they cut the rear axle off and make it four wheel drive. And who cares what the size of the trail is? You make your own tra- trail, damn it. <laughs> exactly. Not treading lightly. <laughs> <laughs> so I've wheeled, I started screwing around in cars and trucks when I was, well, dad, well, my dad was still alive and it was his truck. And more than once I had to be rescued by tractors, uh, that's up a, to and including four wheel drive tractors to get me out. That's a good stuff. And <laughs> that was an S10 Blazer stuck so bad we couldn't get it out with our tractor. And the neighbor had to come with a four wheel drive tractor to get me out. Wow. Uh, yep. We couldn't pull it out with a tractor and we couldn't pull it out with one of our semis or one of our big trucks. So the neighbor had to come and back way up to me and pull me out. Any, any damage uh, to the S10 getting it out? No new damage. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen axles it, come away while, while when things were stuck really well. Uh, frame was bent. I busted windows. I it it that that little S10 Blazer was eight feet in the air one time. In in well showing off at a party, jumping ditches. So bent the frame. I'm sorry. Did you was that uh, ditches with a D? <laughs> yes okay just want to check yeah i my ex was there but you know <laughs> she wasn't around it at the time so but uh full-size pickups uh full-size ram chargers uh isuzu troopers s10 blazers my buddies had four full-size ford broncos some of the old 70s style and my thought on wheeling is if it'll go, I will drive it there as best I can. Yeah. Hell yeah. What is it? Uh, you can wheel anything. This depends on uh, uh, how much damage you're willing to have. If I got to haul it, I've had to haul things to the junkyard before after wheeling. So, so in other words, don't go with Bob. <laughs> don't let Bob <laughs> borrow your vehicle is what, that's, <laughs> what that is says. <laughs> and poor Larry's volunteered to ride with me at Easter Jeep Safari. Yeah. So so Bob, I, so, so Bob, did I hear safe, Larry? I got to drive that home. So you're safe. Bob, did I read correctly? This is, this is your first time for Easter Jeep Safari in your own vehicle. Yes. I've been to Moab and wheeled and I've been to Easter Jeep Safari, but I've never done a run at Easter Jeep Safari in my own. Well, congratulations. I know that, uh, that you're looking forward to that. Uh, and like, we need to get you a sticker that says, uh, uh, remember stupid, you got to drive this thing home. I didn't hear anybody say a side-by-side. Bill! <laughs> I've done lots of those. So, uh, actually, we'll ask Bill. This isn't a question, uh, exactly the question we had. But, Bill, what is the uh, the main difference between, I think I know the answer to this, but what's the main difference of uh, wheeling your Jeep or wheeling in your side-by-side? Uh, so, the Jeep is kind of slow, cruising, rock crawling, taking your time. You feel all the bumps. Whereas the side-by-side, at least this one I have with the dynamic suspension, it just eats up all the bumps. So it's a lot faster. Um, you're kind of got all the, the extra kind of horsepower on tap to kind of, you know, have a little fun with it and kick the ass end out. So it's just a whole different type of wheeling. I mean, I think, John, you went out with me, and it's just it's totally different. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like you're floating over the trail, right? You don't. You don't feel like each dip and everything else. You're just kind of like, like point and shoot. Going to be in a Cadillac or something with the suspension where just, you see the wheels like flailing up and down, but you're not, not translating to your seat necessarily as much. So right. So it just gives like you a different. Uh, it gives you a different wheeling experience. One that's uh, fast and uh, exciting. The other one is is slow and exciting. Yeah. A little more technical, I guess, on the, the Jeep stuff. You, you know, like the rock crawling, it's not really, you know, I mean, I, I take it out and I do do some rock crawling, but those wheels get off the ground, you know, a lot easier. They don't stay planted like they do. So I find myself, if you know, if I'm kind of thinking my lines like a Jeep or trying to take things like a Jeep, or if I don't have, you know, have it in four-wheel drive on there, it'll start doing squirrely things that the Jeep would never do when you get into like the rocks and some of the 
off camber type situations. Sure. Uh, Surely that has to do with the weight and the uh, power to weight uh, distribution, I would imagine. And the IFS, right? And then uh, on the um, you know, perfect example, you know, where Larry was just talking about having to winch the uh, gladiator at that little spot um, on Boss Hog going backwards at Hidden Falls. There, uh, that one didn't, didn't you get a wheel up coming up that? Cause, oh, yeah. It was like a couple, probably like a couple feet up off the, I think you got a picture or something, but it just, it's it's just different. It's just different. It is. And we got direct comparison of that with the Jeeps coming up. I don't think we really had anybody get wheels way up in the air at the event coming up that mm -hmm. obstacle, right? We are trying to get the wheels up up through the obstacle. <laughs> exactly. So, Bill, what is the uh, the side-by-side -side that you had? You mentioned it earlier, but I forgot. It's a Razor Turbo S, so it's actually got a really wide, it's actually almost as wide as the Jeep and it has 32 inch tires on it so and so it's got lots of like plenty of ground clearance but it's it's pretty big i mean it's only a two-seater but you know it's almost maybe the jeep's maybe only i don't know three feet longer mm -hmm. than it mm -hmm. it's pretty big but it, the, the the width of the the stance on it is probably almost as wide as the stance on the the jeep so it's it's a pretty good size. So Texas Governor Abbott signs a, a new law to take effect that allows you to drive that razor on the road. Do, do you drive it on the road? Do you go to Wendy's and get a, a Frosty? Uh, do, or? No, it's terrible on the road. <laughs> on the trails, it's great, but you get it on pavement. And it's just it doesn't steal or steer real well or any of that. Interesting. I drive ours on the road some, but it's just definitely depending on how far I'm going to hit hit the trail. So if it's one close to me, I'll drive it on the trail. Maybe on Port Aransas or something like that. If I went to, you know, down to the beach there and like people take their golf carts down there, I might, you know, if they allowed that, then then yeah, I mean that'd be perfect to go from the beach to the streets to hit the, the liquor store or the grocery store. They they ran them in Tennessee, like Gatlinburg area. You oh. can drive them through the mountains. But I, you know what you can't do with those? Because we were up in Gatlinburg for Thanksgiving, and we wanted to go rent one because we thought it would be cool. Um, you're not allowed to take them off-road. Like you, have yeah. to sign up, you will not take them off-road. So you can get this side-by-side -side on like 32 inches with all this off-road goodies, and you, you can only use it to sit in traffic on the main track of Gatlinburg. <laughs> He's still scorned about that's, it. That's about 90% of the people that buy Jeeps and do a modification. Now they're just sitting in traffic going to work. Yeah, exactly. You can turn air on or not, though. Going yeah. wrong. It was, it was really funny, too, because we'd be walking. If you ever been in Gatlinburg, they got that uh, big, like, touristy area down Main Strip. And you look out there, and it's freezing-ass cold. And you got all these people bundled up in these side-by-sides that they went and rented for whatever, just sitting there in traffic, not moving, and just freezing. It was, <laughs> it was, just, it was a good idea, wasn't it? You know, I can just kind of imagine, say, well, okay, can I take this off-road? No. Okay, okay what, what, why am I renting this again? I don't. I don't understand. So in the, in the last uh, few seconds here, I just want to mention that uh, we're going to be uh, interviewing or our, our, our having an interview this coming Monday on the uh, on March 21st uh, with uh, Isaac, a uh, Zoom person, Zoom uh, attendee alumni. Uh, you know him, yeah. love him as Isaac95YJ, and uh, he's going to be uh, on uh, on episode uh, 581. God, we're getting close to 600. Isaac, uh, do you remember what we talked about? We talked about the the group that I have, the Kettle Moraine Jeep Drive. Yep, you're and correct. Some of the stuff that we do with that. So you'll get to hear an interview with uh, with Isaac, as like uh, what we like to say, everyone has a story. Uh, we won't say it's a great story. Isaac's was, but we won't say it's a great story. But everybody has a story. Most of the time, the the, the stories are very interesting, and we love having uh, our listeners uh, come on here and be part of the show. This is the same reason why we have this uh, Zoom meeting is so you guys can join in. We we'll love hearing from you, and it's always great to hear the the various opinions. You know, I think you guys know my opinion on on many things. Uh, but I love hearing yours. It's an opportunity for me to learn something. And uh, I think we need to keep that in mind whenever we're disagreeing with people uh, out there in the, 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 the wild world that we live in. Uh, somebody thinking differently than you isn't a bad thing. It's an opportunity to, to learn something. Or in my case, anyway, it's an opportunity just to know I'm right. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. 
So we have this uh, Zoom meeting, uh, Knights of the Roundtable, if you will, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. And if you'd like to get involved, we would love to have you in here. There's no special invite that you need to come and visit. Everyone is welcome. We can have up to uh, actually up to 100 people. Man, can you imagine the, the cluster we would have with 100 people trying to talk? Uh, love the, the regulars that we have in here, but uh, we love, love hearing the new people, too. And we had a couple of new people in here tonight as well. So if you'd like to join in, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Scroll on down through there, and you'll see how you can sign up for the newsletter. And I know that we've been having some issues with uh, some some people, like if you have a Yahoo email address, uh, people actually getting the newsletter because Yahoo is kind of shutting it down before it gets to you. Uh, you might want to just go over to uh, look at that same place, uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and uh, see the invite for our Discord server. And everybody there in the Discord server will be able to answer your question about uh, where you can uh, get the link and the password to come in on the Zoom meeting. And they'll even be able to tell you what time because many of the, the people there on the Discord server are also in our uh, Zoom meeting. So you can just go over there and ask them how to how to get the link. And uh, you can always just uh, ask the Jeep Talk Show as well. So uh, same place. Uh, just go over there and you'll see how you can send us a voicemail or an email. Be happy to let you know uh, where to go to get in on the Zoom meeting. So we love that you guys were here. Great questions, uh, better, much better answers, and uh, we will uh, see you next week. Podcasting since 2010. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.